your Calgary Flames only play here. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Through 60 minutes and beyond the Flames talk. Post-game show starts now. Live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. Well, I don't think it gets much better than that to kick off a preseason game uh, on your preseason schedule. How about to the tune of 10 rip? Flames beat the Vancouver Canucks here at the Scotiabank. Saddledome as uh, we continue our post-game coverage on this Sunday night. Final score here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Flames take a 10-0 win over the Vancouver Canucks. And as we kick things off, let's head to the Flames locker room and check in with forward Adam Klapka. He got in on the offense tonight. Uh, Adam, appreciate the time here. Uh, Tell us your thoughts on this one tonight. Uh, Things went well for your group to kick off the preseason. Yeah, I think we we played well. You know, we really focused on our first preseason game, and I think we we took it well. And I'm very happy that we we won the first preseason game. How did you feel? How did uh, how did things feel out there for you, Adam? Yeah, I think I felt uh, pretty awesome. You know, like I just try to play simple and don't do some some hard stuff but I would say I feel I feel awesome I just try to do my job you know like uh, you know protect my teammates and uh, just forecheck the, the other team and I I try to my best so I hope it's it works you uh, you even uh, you stuck up for a teammate there in the second period and uh, you were how, how, how did you feel things went on the the physical side of your game tonight yeah I think I I finished my almost ever hits what I had so like you know sometimes you you can hit you can finish every hits because you have to be on the right position but yeah I think I think I handle it very well you know it's part of my job to protect my teammates so yeah I it's uh, and I I like it I I don't I don't really, I like I'm I respect all the other other guys but yeah. you know it's uh that's that's hockey and that's how it works Final question for you, Adam. You uh, you're now in your second season here in North America. Just how how much more comfortable do you feel coming to training camp this year compared to last year? Yeah, you know, I I feel much much comfortable this year than last year. You no, know, I last year when I came here, it was uh, it was a little bit a little bit took a time before I because I play on the bigger bigger ice and all that stuff. It was. The hockey here is much much faster than back in Europe. So yeah, it took me a little bit while, but I think I handled it very well, and I felt I, I feel much better this year than than the last than the last year. That's for sure. Well, Adam, congratulations on getting some points in this game tonight, and congratulations on the victory. Good luck as camp continues, hey? Thank you. Have a good night. You as well. That is Adam Klapka of the Flames, Calgary 10, Vancouver nothing to kick off the preseason. Don't see a lot of scores like that preseason or otherwise, but that's what we got tonight. Flames Talk postgame is underway on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Phone calls, text coming up a little bit later on. We're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. They're your local experts for basement waterproofing, sump pumps, crawl spaces, foundation repair, and radon mitigation for all things basement Visit dlbasementsystems.com. It's Steinberg along with Megan Mickelson and Derek Wills. And we got Kale McLean with us as well, Flames assistant coach, to kick things off. Kale, that uh, that ended up being a pretty good opening for your preseason <laughs> schedule. Uh, what did you see out there for your group? Well, a lot of really good things. Obviously, you know that was a 
uh, a a lot of positives on both sides of the puck. At the same time, we take everything with a grain of salt in preseason, right? It's just uh, it's good to get off on the right foot. It's good to get offensive production. I thought that we had, you know, we, we didn't have a ton of shots, but we created a lot of good quality. And on the flip side, there are some things defensively that we like and some things we need to change, but great um, performances by both goaltenders. So it was a pretty good start for us, and uh, we'll sort of you know go to work tonight and tomorrow morning and, and then start thinking about how we can split the squad up and go at Seattle. You look at Matthew Coronado and the game that he had tonight, obviously putting up points, something that you look for him to do, but I guess just in looking at his overall game, goals aside, what did you like most about his game tonight? Well, I thought that he had a good work ethic to his shifts. I, I, they did a good job of staying close to the puck or close to each other around the puck. So it created that ability to turn it back over or in the offensive zone, get it off the wall and sort of start a, a solid possession that was going to lead to more touches and then a better quality play. So, you know, there is the simplicity of a good stick to turn over a puck to create a goal as opposed to you know, the guys, Matty, being that kind of guy who loves to get into the F3 position on the strong side. He's really good there, but it's a key because it helps you sort of get the puck off the wall and then get into your offense. And as we saw tonight, Megan, it's crazy. Like, he's got a good shot, a really good shot. So if you give him those looks, like, he's going to put it away. So, you know, we knew that, but it's good to see him get off on the right foot as a goal scorer. You get that positive feeling moving forward. As you said, you take what you see in training camp and in the preseason, especially in the first preseason game with a grain of salt. But yep. from my vantage point, it was so good to see Jonathan Huberdo score two goals tonight. He's always been a pass-first guy, but... Sometimes people forget he's a six-time 20 and two-time 30-goal scorer. He can put the puck in the net. And those yeah. were two pretty nice shots he took tonight. I, I feel like last season he would have tried to pass in those situations. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> when he when he got that one lateral play on the uh, power play, a lot of times he's going to look to go back, which is a good play too if you have it. But love the fact that he sort of like pulled that puck around the defender, changed the angle, and made a nice shot after he pulled the goalie off the post. And, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Like Jonathan's a guy who we all know can pass. And I think uh, in the past year, he put a lot of pressure on himself to make great plays all the time. And I think tonight it looked like there was, you know, just a, a lightness to his game in terms of positivity. And he was just out there having fun and mm -hmm. making some nice, nice skill plays as a result of it because he had that looseness to him. He's a guy that is a happy, positive guy. So you can see it come through in his play. And uh, always great to see any of your guys get off to a good start in uh, whether it's exhibition or the regular season. You like to see the, the puck win the net for them. Flames assistant coach Kale McLean's with us following a 10 nothing win to kick off the preseason schedule here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. To follow up on that, just Huberto, Lindholm, Sharon Govich is a trio. How did you how did you like the way they look tonight and just overall through the first three days of camp too? Well, we, you know, you look at them and you do see chemistry through camp. We didn't play in a ton of situations that would, you know, give them a, a, a lot of time to show that. We had a short scrimmage. We had a lot of D-zone um, drills and things like that or, you know, small segmented play. But still, you could see some things in line rush, and you could see some things at different times. Today, saw a lot. Like, again, just saw the ability 
to make the small plays, but also the willingness to stick close to each other and share the puck. And once they start doing that, I, I think as skill players touch the puck more often on possessions, it starts to um, increase the you know likelihood that something good's going to happen. And you can see it. They're moving the puck around. They're supporting each other. They're giving and going. And as a result, they had some really good looks tonight. So it's a real positive. And just kind of building off of that as well, and something that I noticed was that that close support, that quick close support. Yep. We saw you guys worked on it in practice as well. Has yep. that been a theme that you guys have been reinforcing with the players is to make sure you have that, I guess, quote unquote, second quick? Yeah, like that second quick and that and that strong side third as well, you know, so uh, so that, you know, sometimes it takes those multiple plays, as you know, to get out of a jam and to sort of loosen the conditions around the puck up. It takes a few of those plays sequentially. So I thought that we did a good job tonight of the the next one after that second quick and then, you know, a little bit more support. So we didn't get left on an island too often with the puck or get caught on the outside a lot. I thought we did a better job of getting inside. We still have improvements to make in terms of how we, um, you know, manage it up higher in the zone. I think we did a pretty good job down low, but we can do better up high. But again, we, you know, you, you want to take it as a real positive, but you also know that, you know, give the Vancouver Canucks credit. They, they competed, but we're also, we had a, a real solid lineup. And so we have to, we have to keep doing that against better and better teams. We're going to go to Seattle and do that tomorrow night in their building when they have a better team, you know, if we can do it then, then we're, then we're in business, you know. Kale, with everybody healthy and available, I think we know who the Flames' top six defensemen are, but with Oliver Shillington unavailable right now, I know one of the battles I'm watching is to see who's going to be the number six guy and in turn the number seven guy. I thought Dennis Gilbert uh, did some good things before he left the game tonight, but the guy who stood out to me most back there was Jordan Osterley, a goal, an assist, plus four, yeah. six shot attempts. Assuming you liked his game, what did you like <laughs> about his game? Uh, I liked his game. Steady, closes quick. Um, does it in a way that is um, sort of consistent, doesn't try to go over the top with his you know, goal and assist and plus four. He wasn't a guy that you saw trying to press the play all night long. To you know, He just took the, like, played the game that came his way, but played it well and played it smoothly and was good in terms of his transitional skating. He's done some good things, and, and obviously you know, with a guy like Dennis Gilbert leaving the game and different things going on, yep. like that bodes well for, for him and for us. You mm -hmm. know? Appreciate the time, Kale. Good start to the preseason. Uh, good Thank luck you. tomorrow, and good luck throughout the rest of camp, hey? Okay, thanks. Good to see you guys. You as well, Kale McLean. Uh, <laughs> Kale McLean, Flames assistant coach with us here on our Flames Talk post game. How about that? 10 nothing. your final score uh, here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Uh, Calgary will continue their preseason schedule on Monday night with two games. They take on Seattle here and Seattle in the Pacific Northwest. It's Steinberg, uh, Megan Mickelson, Derek Wills around the table. Uh, how did uh, they, they give you 10 for your debut? They, uh, they made it, they made <laughs> Just it easy. for me. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Very easy on you to kick. So nice up. of them. What uh, What did we think? It's kind of how do you even evaluate this game? I don't like. We, <laughs> you we don't. Knew, we knew there was like we 
I, I'm not going to lie. I, I saw the lineups, and I went and instantly popped a little money on the Flames because I was like, okay, if they're going to give me plus minus 125. Nine. No, they were plus 125. No, but like, so. you could have taken the minus 9, and you still would have won I still would have covered, absolutely. <laughs> they were like a football point yeah. spread. Um, so I don't know, like, do we evaluate much tonight, or are we looking only at individual things? What do we take away from a game this lopsided, knowing that the lineups were lopsided as well? I think you take it with a grain of salt. And it kind of like what Kale said, it's like you take the good uh, knowing that there's still room for improvement. So I think that, you know, we saw a lot of good things in all areas of the ice. We talked about it on the pregame show, the difference, it, different changes they've made to their systems um, and the willingness of the players to buy into that. And I think we really saw that tonight. And, um, mentioned it with Wilsey upstairs is just the, a complete different team from what we saw last season. So no matter how you look at it, things are, are moving in the right direction and a lot of positive signs. Yeah, and I think that's my takeaway. As far as the team is concerned, they just looked different. Now, to your point, you take that with a grain of salt in the preseason, and you certainly take it with a grain of salt against the Canucks, I wouldn't even call it their B squad, C squad, D squad, Z squad, whatever you want to call it. But the, the Flames just look like a different team as far as not even so much their system. And they did make tweaks to their defensive zone, but their style. They just look like a team that was put in a position by their coaching staff to be way more creative. And it wasn't all about shot volume. And hey, two years ago, the Flames under Daryl Sutter were one of the best shot volume teams in the NHL, won the Pacific Division, and won a playoff series. So I'm not saying that it can't work. It mm -hmm. just didn't work last season. Not so with this person. Not with this mm -hmm. group. Yeah. You've, you've got to tailor your system and your style to the team. So it was refreshing to watch the Flames play with a little bit more freedom offensively in this game. Yep. Well, you, could, you could see it in the individual players and just the way that they were playing the game they just looked so much more free they yeah. looked like they were out there and they were reacting instead of thinking too much but I think that that comes with uh, the changes that we've seen from from top and the players just looking like like I said they're playing a little bit more free a little bit lighter and when you do that as a player it opens up a lot more doors for you and just individually I mean the standout is clearly Matt Coronado and, Pat, we talked about it on a Daily Calgary Flames roundtable last week. A lot of people had him penned in to be on the opening night roster, in the opening night lineup. I said, for me, it's written in pencil. He's got to earn a job and earn that opportunity. Well, to say that he took a big step forward tonight would be a massive understatement. Mm -hmm. He looked good, not only in scoring three goals and adding one assist and going plus five, but as a 200-foot player, you can see his hockey IQ. You can see that on the ice with his positioning. And I just I think the sky's the limit for this kid. And it's just one game, and he's going to have to build on this. He's not going to make the team based on his hat trick tonight. But it's a massive step in the right direction. And I do wonder if at some point in time in the preseason, as a right shot, right winger who can score... If he gets a look on the right side of that line with Elias Lindholm and Jonathan Huberdeau, I still think they should give Yegor Sharangovich some time there, but 
If that doesn't work, you got a pretty good plan B based on what we saw tonight. Well, uh, on our pregame show, our marquee matchup uh, brought to you by Country Hills Toyota, we were talking about um, that line with Huberdo and Sharon Govich and Lindholm, and I we asked, we just asked Kale about that as well. What did we think about that line? It's our first look in game action of them. Well, what what did we make of that? What did we like about that trio tonight? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Huberto had a, a good game production points-wise. Uh, Lindholm and Sharon Govich, I think, were a little bit quiet, but in the same breath, they didn't really do anything that would make you look at their play and say, oh, they didn't have a good game. So I think that, like like Wilsey said, maybe that's something you give it a little bit of time and you see if there is that chemistry there. Elias Lindholm has mentioned that he felt like they had some good chemistry in practice. So Lindholm saying that maybe that enough in itself warrants giving Sharon Govich a little bit more time to feel comfortable. I want to see that line against NHLers. Not a bunch yeah. of AHLers. I can't evaluate those three guys it's, playing against guys who are so. primarily going to be playing in a league other than the National Hockey League. Um. What, well, why don't we do this? Hardest working flame time. Are you ready to go? Are you you're good? Okay. I, you know, <laughs> this is the first time. I'll now, did you give her the here. rules? Uh, there are no rules. Okay. Uh, whatever you want to do, who, whoever played best, or who, like whatever you want to go, there's no criteria on the hardest working flame. It's brought to you by Canyon Plumbing and Heating. Are you the hardest working plumber or HVAC tech? Canyon's hiring. Send resumes to jobs at canyonplumbing.com. Okay, for the first time, mix on the clock. Where are you uh, going for the hardest working flame? Well, this was actually tough for me, um, and I'm going to go with Matthew Coronado, okay. and not because of his hat trick. Not because of his hat trick. It's because of the other details in his game that led to him producing the way that he did tonight. He was in the corners. He was below the goal line, but also making quick, simple plays all over the ice, whether it was in the D zone or the neutral zone. I just thought that he played a really complete 200-foot game, and he was rewarded for it. Just quickly, what was as impressive as the three goals he scored, at least for me, was the assist that he got. In there on the forecheck, digs the puck free, makes a perfect pass out in front of the net to Ben Jones, who puts it in. I mean... What a great job by Coronado to get in there in the forecheck and create something with his hard work and his intelligence. Really, really, really good stuff. And I thought the the first goal that he scored too, the so he goes into the corner, he engages, makes sure, even though he kind of got boxed out, he made sure that he tied the puck up enough so that Zeri could come in for support. That allowed him to get back to Hannafin. And then as soon as that puck was gone, Coronado right to the front of the net and was there for the rebound. So I thought some of the, to, to your point on the details and the work ethic, I thought it was good. Again, uh, against, uh, you know, questionable opposition. But he, he did what he needed to do, and I thought his details away from the puck and outside of the pucks that went in were really strong, too. And Osterley was a close second for okay. me. Um, I really liked him. Really liked him, really liked his game. And uh, as a defenseman myself, just looking at the way, and Kale talked about it a little bit, letting the game come to you and not trying to do too much, especially in a training camp tryout environment. It's really easy to try to do too much, but he showed his maturity, uh, the fact that he's a vet, he's been around, he's played games, he knows how to handle that pressure. He knows what his game is and what he needs to do to play well. So he was a, he was a close second for me. Uh, it en does end up being uh, Matt Coronado as your hardest working flame tonight. It's brought to you by 
Canyon Plumbing and Heating. Want to get recognized and rewarded for your achievements? Learn from the best. Send your resume to jobs at canyonplumbing.com. Pat Steinberg, Derek Wills, Megan Mickelson around the corner as we continue along. Uh, just some final thoughts. Uh, game one is in the books, and uh, you go right into uh, another game tomorrow. This preseason schedule is a bit of a grinder to kick it <laughs> off. Like, like holy, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna kick the, it's gonna kick the behind of all of us, and then it gets a little bit more normal. But what? Uh, final thoughts on the game, on your first game, everything around the table. What do we think? Well, I don't think I could ask for a much better game uh, than than this first one. But I, uh, I mentioned it. I think it was off the t- the top of the the game. Just how honored I am to be in the in the broadcast booth, to be a part of this team. And I think tonight was a, a great start for us. Great start for the Flames. <laughs> great start all around. Let's keep it rolling. Well, I had a lot of fun working with you. Our first game on the air together. We've called a couple of periods uh, prior to today, but uh, really good start. So congratulations on getting the job and on doing a good job. And it was a pretty good Sunday for me. My Dolphins won by 50, the Flames won by 10, and I'm a little speechless at the end of this uh, Sunday. So hopefully every Sunday is as good for the rest of uh, 2023 and into 2024, but I doubt it. So um, this might be the high point of my life. If you'd like to chime in on the phone lines, <laughs> week, th- week three, settle week three. Well, it's a 70 to 20 win. Come on, give me, give me a little something here. High point of life. Yeah, well... <laughs> That tells you a lot about my life. Um, <laughs> phone lines are open at 403-240-4444. Text lines open at 960-960. Uh, good night, friends. Thank you very much. Megan Mickelson, Derek Wills will sign off for the evening. We'll take a break. Uh, come back with more of uh, we'll come back with more of your phone calls. In fact, we will get to the phone lines and to the text line for the first time. It's uh, night one of the preseason. Um, we're uh, you know there's there's some technical difficulties around the corner, um, not just around the corner, but right now uh, we're having like all kinds of internet issues in this room. Uh, we had a recording issue on Ryan Huska, so we got to wait on that. It's just one of those. Uh, it's just one of those days. It's day day one of the preseason, so you know what? It's uh, we're working out kinks all over the place. Uh, we all we're all using training camp to get back into game shape as well, even if it's just knowing what cord goes where and um, how to get Wi-Fi working in this room. Uh, we're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. They're your local experts for basement waterproofing, sump pumps, crawl spaces, foundation repair, and radon mitigation for all things basementy. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. 10-0 final score. Flames over Vancouver. That's right. 10-0 your final to kick things off this preseason with preseason game number two Monday night against Seattle. Your calls, your text and more call now at 403-240-4444 if you'd like text now 96960 if you'd like it's the preseason i know it's not always the sexiest time to talk but we'll do all of that when we come back this is your flames talk post game show and this is flames hockey on sportsnet 960 the fan our flames talk post game show continues from the doug lacy's basement systems hot stove lounge sportsnet 960 the fan calgary 
Okay, final score, 10-0. Flames over the Vancouver Canucks here at the Scotiabank. Saddle them to kick off uh, the Flames' preseason schedule. They'll play eight exhibition games before the regular season starts in just over two weeks' time against the Winnipeg Jets here at the Dome. Full lines open, 403-240-4444. Text line open at 960-960. Your phone calls, your text coming up very shortly. Right now, time for the save of the game. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. How about the shared shutout from Jacob Markstrom and Oscar Dansk. Uh, 20 saves for Markstrom, six more for Dansk, and uh, it was Markstrom delivering our save of the game in period number two. Canucks buzzing, trying to score one goal in this game. The Flames have seven. Here's Wu with a shot, stopped by Markstrom, loose puck in front, and Studica is stopped by the Flames goaltender. Markstrom making his best save of the game. And that is one of the 20 stops made for Jacob Markstrom en route to the shared shutout. Oscar, as I mentioned, would make six more in the third. Uh, 26 saves when it's all said and done. And that is your save of the game brought to you by Shane Holmes. For every save a Flames goaltender makes, Shane Holmes makes a donation to Kids Sport Calgary. Visit ShaneHolmes.com, the better way to build. It's Steinberg along with you on your Flames Talk postgame show. And, I mean, look, goaltending... I think the the main positive that I think you could take from this is that, hey, Markstrom looked very, very comfortable. And I know that we're talking about a very, very depleted Canucks lineup that they brought here. This was not a lineup that was heavy on NHL experience. Like We're talking about maybe two, three bonafide NHLers at most that played on this team for Vancouver. So the result was expected. I don't know if it was a 10 nothing expected result, but the result in terms of a victory, I believe, was probably expected from a Flames standpoint. It was very lopsided. Uh, but just that Jacob was able to get a few puck touches, made three or four stops that were of the high danger-ish variety, and I just thought he looked comfortable and calm and, and was moving well between the pipes. Uh, I think Wilsey always uses the term quiet in his crease and uh, that's that's how I would describe what we saw from Jacob and Dansk wasn't tested all that much but he looked fine uh, but I think the biggest takeaway would be from a preseason game in a year where Jacob Markstrom desperately needs to bounce back he looked good, looked strong and comes away with the shared shutout in the victory. Uh, a really big night in terms of offensive contributions around around the clock or, or across the board you had multiple points for John Jonathan Huberdo and multiple points for Matt Coronado, your number one star. I think Nazem Kadri had the highlight reel goal of the night, that backhander that he scored in the latter stages of the first period. Kadri finishes with a goal and three points. Let's hear from him inside the Flames locker room post game following tonight's 10 nothing win. Possible to carry over good vibes from preseason to the regular season? Of course. I mean, you know, you kind of use this as preparation. I mean, much as you know, these games don't count. I mean, they still kind of mean something. So I think uh, you know, it's feel feel good uh, feel good game for us. And you know, it's nice to see some guys hit the back of the net. That vein, it probably couldn't have gotten any better than it did tonight for, you, for the feeling and everything. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I think you know, we were kind of probably expected uh, you know win the game. I mean, obviously just based on the roster. So I mean, we went out there, took care of business. Uh, you know, still a lot of things that we can uh, you know sharpen up, but. As far as the touch around the net goes, I think that was pretty good. What does it mean for a young guy like Coronado to have early success in the preseason? Mm-hmm. Just a confidence builder. I think as a young kid, you're still trying to you know pave your way, and uh, you know he's off to a great start. He's, he's a great kid, great player, and you know the challenge now is 
uh, being consistent with it and doing it every single day. And um, you know, that's always uh, the fine line when you're a young kid trying to trying to break it into the league. What would you say is the biggest thing you learned from tonight? Uh, that we can score. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, putting up 10 is obviously, uh, you know, a successful night. Um, you know, goaltenders still made some great saves and, uh, you know, bailed us out a couple times. Like I said, I mean, we, this is kind of what, what's expected. I mean, I, I don't necessarily think scoring 10 and being that sharp around the net was expected, but just, you know, being a little rusty and, um, having a lots, uh, lots to look forward to. With your your backhand was pretty sick. There, were you? Did you actually think it was going to go in, or were you trying to look for a deflection there? Or? Uh no, 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 <laughs> no. There can't be a deflection. I'm, I'm in too tight. So, uh, yeah, I, I impressed myself a little bit there. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm happy it worked out. I mean, you know, uh, obviously just uh, you know, kind of caught it a little bit of luck. You know, my teammates uh, digging the puck out of the corner, mm-hmm. finding me. That's, that that play starts with Rosie and Dube. So, uh, you know, great to see. You mentioned it being sort of a confidence booster for a young guy like Coronado, but does that apply for you too, going out having a game like that? Of course. I mean, like I said, I mean, when you're a veteran guy, I think you use this stuff as, you know, preparation, try to sh- kind of sharpen everything and, and uh, you know, leading up to the first regular season game. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, obviously there's uh, some, some jobs on the line and, and you know, we look for the young kids to, to push and, uh, you know, kind of push everybody to, to elevate and fight for those jobs. So, you know, they're, they're off to a great start. Now, so have you noticed that energy of the young players? I know I've heard reference since Peltier, but do you notice that energy on the bench of these young kids that mm-hmm. are almost just happy to be here? And what does that do for a veteran like yourself? Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, just in terms of the energy and how they work and, you know, that kind of enthusiasm, I think. You know, as a young kid, being a first year, I don't, I don't know if you're necessarily so vocal and, you know, kind of take on that, that type of angle. But, you know, it's great to see them, you know, in practice, you know, working on little things that, uh, you know, last guy's off the ice. Just little things like that, I think, are, uh, you know, are definitely positive. Nez, did you feel the difference with the early systems that Ryan's trying to implement? Did you feel an early difference out there in the game tonight? I think so. It's, I mean, completely different style, which is something that uh, takes some time to get used to. But... Um, you know, I love just, you know, the, the offensive pitch and just trying to be creative and, uh, you know, because obviously, you know, we have those capabilities and I think, uh, you know, holding, holding back on that would be a shame. So, uh, like I said, I mean, we, we definitely tweak some things. It's going to take some time to get used to, to to make it natural habit, but, you know. I like it so far. It did look like you and Huberto had, had some chemistry up there today, too. Mm-hmm. He scored two pretty ones as well. Uh, just thoughts yeah. on that, yeah. Nice to see Hubie find the back of the net. You know, he's not just a passer. He can score, too. So uh, trying to encourage him to shoot the puck a little more because he's got a great shot and he's pretty uh, pretty precise with it. So, um, you know, it was, it's always it's always good to see everybody kind of hit the, hit the net early. Gives you some confidence and some motivation. There you go. That is Nazem Kadri post game, a goal and three points for number ninety one in this ten nothing victory for the Flames over the Vancouver Canucks to open up the preseason again. Look, I I, I think that we're all very well aware of what the lineups look like. We're all very well aware of uh, how slanted the Flames lineup was compared to the group that Vancouver brought here to the Scotiabank Saddledome. So I don't think that we were necessarily expecting uh, this to be a super competitive game. Um, and it's good It's good to see the Flames get some offensive confidence. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with um, getting things going in that regard. Uh, and lots of positives. I guess the only takeaway would be... Uh, 
I, I don't think that, well, this means Matt Coronado's made the team, and this means that everything that happened last year is behind us and all that type of stuff. Like, it, grain of salt, is, as we've all said, but still some positives to take away. And I think the biggest positive is just, hey, that's some good early training camp preseason vibes. I don't think you can be mad at that when it's all said and done. Let's get to the text line for the first time. 960-960 is where you can get a hold of us on the text line and, of course, on the phone lines at 403-240-4444. We'll get to your phone calls. Got a few people on the line already. Look at that. People want to call. I mean, hey. You score 10 in a regular season game or a preseason game. People want to talk to your phone calls in just a second. But first, a few texts. This from Riley in Saskatoon. Uh, although it was the D squad from the Canucks, it's still a big confidence booster for Markstrom to keep the puck out. Coronado looked really good. Excited to see what the season brings. Optimism brewing in this guy. Uh, Franny says, I don't think we need to fixate on a so-called depleted lineup by the opponent because I've been around long enough to remember when the preseason narrative was that Calgary should have won the game against a depleted lineup. There's uh, some truth in that. I don't remember if it was this past offseason, the one, the preseason or the one before. There, were one, there was one recently where similar slanted lineups and the Flames just laid an egg and were awful uh, and people weren't very happy about that. So, again, it's the preseason. You only put too much into it. But as far as preseason openers go, this is about as positive as it gets. Um, this says, great start. Preseason or not, 10 nothing's incredible. Also, great job by Megan. She'll be a great addition. That comes from Jeremy in Sask. Uh, this from Dylan in Revy. Pat, happy to have hockey back. Megan did great. Impressed with Zeri in limited minutes besides all the other guys who produced lots. He really showed speed, grit, and net driving ability. He might be close. That comes from... From Dylan and Revy. I didn't mind Zeri's game at all uh, tonight. I thought he was uh, he was strong. In fact, you know, it's kind of hard to be too critical about anybody that you saw in this game. I think you liked most people from the Flames in this game this evening. Um, this says, if they're going to bounce back this year, I can't think of a better way to build natural chemistry and a fun room to be in by winning the way the guys did this evening. And I think there's a lot, of, there's some truth in that for sure. I think that having a good start to the preseason and getting some offensive confidence under your belt, um, there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't think there's anything negative about what happened here because they don't matter, because they're not going to get too fat and sassy about the win, because they're not going to get all chest puffed out and cocked after a 10 nothing win because half the guys or more who played in this game may not play tomorrow because they got a split squad game on Monday. It's the preseason. Lineups change. Like, it just... I think what you can say is the power play looked good. And some guys that you want to be offensive contributors looked confident. Those are good things. And hopefully it's just something that can spur on the confidence or the positivity regardless of results or how many goals are scored in any given game as uh, this preseason continues um this says with preseason analysis being what it is is there any early chemistry that stands out to you um yeah, I mean, I thought that the the Huberdeau line with Lindholm and Sharon Govich, for sure. Uh, I thought Coronado on the power play looked very good. I thought that the creativity and confidence we saw on the power play looked good. Uh, there was some chemistry on both of the units they used. Um, I thought Kadri and Dubé had some sneaky chemistry, even though it wasn't always the flashiest or sexiest. I just thought they worked pretty well together, and I thought even Ruzicka looked pretty well, looked pretty good on that line at times, too. So, um, yeah, there was... And I, and I thought that Tanev did a nice job with Osterley. We know that Tanev is the type of guy that elevates most guys he plays with, and, and 
and I thought that that looked all right. So again, in uh, in that respect, yeah, I thought there was some chemistry that developed in the game this evening. Um, this says uh, Pat, first time caller, long time listener. Flames may never lose again. Uh, this. Um, from Mike and Airdrie, can't get too excited. Pathetic display of defending and goaltending by the Canucks. Be hilarious if Calgary loses both tomorrow night. I mean, I, I don't really think it... Again, results are not really the thing that matters come preseason. They might lose both games tonight. And I'll be as worried then as I am convinced now that they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Like, I will be. Am I convinced they're going to win the Stanley Cup after a 10 nothing win? Uh, no. Am I going to be sounding alarm bells if they lose both games against Seattle tomorrow? No. That's what the preseason is. Uh, Smiley says, Patty, don't care that it was an exhibition game. It was 10 nothing Flames. Somebody needs to uh, tell Chase Claypool who sucks now. Um,. This says, I'm not going to lie, Pat, it was nice not seeing a slow Lucic going down the ice. I know he added a lot to the team, but not having a slow fourth line felt good. Um, this says it may be an early reaction, but great game. This is a little bit on the text line that remains open at 960. 960, get your thoughts in, get your calls in, uh, get all of your uh, all your observations in on the text line at 960, 960, or on your Flames Talk post-game phone lines, which are open right now at 403-240-4444. Uh, let's kick it off. Let's get to the phone lines right now and say hello to uh, Anand. Anand is with us to kick things off following a 10-0 win over the Vancouver Canucks to kick off the preseason. Anand, what's going on? Welcome back to the program. Good evening, Pat. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, buddy. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, good to hear from you, too. Uh, yeah, it was an amazing performance uh, tonight with Conorato with a hat-trick and Hobodo and everything. I uh, really enjoyed I know it's just a preseason, so I'm excited to see what's to come. I saw the energy and everything. Uh, my one question for you would be, would you uh, likely see Connor Zari down in the uh, NHL at all, or would he be sent back to AHL? Do you know anything about it? Well, that's one of the things that is being determined as this preseason continues, my friend. Like, I think that um, one of the things that we're going to see is young players like him, like Connor Zary, get an opportunity to play in a lot of different spots um, and get some opportunity up and down the lineup. Tonight he played kind of on a, on a fourth line, if you will, with Pospisil and Klapka. He ended up playing uh, 14-0 six uh, minutes were pretty balanced in this one tonight and and so as things continue and as the preseason continues and his training camp continues he's going to get more opportunity and different opportunities I bet you he plays one of the two games against Seattle on Monday night and I, I think that he'll play and, and he'll almost certainly play with different line mates. So, no, he's one of those players. I, I think that you put Connor Zary, Jacob Pelche, Matt Coronado, um, and, and two or three other names in the conversation is, as young players knocking on the door to be on this opening day roster. If I'm a betting man, I'm going to say my guess is Zary starts in the American League, but I think with... What he did last training camp, what he did last year with the Wranglers, and getting off to a good start, and if he can continue having a good camp, I think he's a guy that could earn himself a, a call-up sometime during the season. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And maybe one more question. Yeah. Uh, do you know why we didn't see uh, Michael Backlund tonight on the roster? Is there any news about him or anything what's going on? 
No, no, nothing to read into there. Um, they so what happens a lot of the times and end in the preseason, they'll yeah. the they, they the veterans don't play every game. So if you're an established NHLer, you'll play one game, then you'll miss one, you'll play another one. Like I think guys like Backlund will play three or four games of the eight. So they're gonna sit some games. It's all about getting yourself ramped up for the regular season. So no, Backlund will one hundred percent be in one of the two games against Seattle on Monday, and uh, that's when he'll make his preseason debut but it's just kind of the way they work rosters in uh the preseason they just kind of uh re- managing the ice time managing the minutes managing the reps of the the veteran players all right sounds good thank you so much pat for the chat and answering my questions have a good night and we'll talk to you soon and and good to hear from you man be well we'll talk yeah. soon yeah that's a, have a good night Thanks, man. 403-240-4444 is your phone number. Text line open at 960-960. It's Steinberg along with you. A little preseason edition of your Flames Talk postgame show. Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Azam, I'm going to need you to switch on. The internet in this building is atrocious. I, it has never been this bad ever in this building ever. I can barely use the internet. Uh, if you can switch on George, that would be awesome. Uh, George, welcome. Welcome to our Flames Talk post game. Welcome back to Flames Talk post game. What's going on, buddy? Good to be back, my friend. How was your summer? It was. Uh, it was all right. It was good. That's good to hear, my friend. So, right off the bat, one thing I really like uh, Conroy doing is he did say he was going to give young players all the opportunity in the world, and I like that. A, he's doing that, and B, that he didn't sign any PTOs. You know what I mean. I mean, they signed one, but an AHL PTO. But I really like yeah. that. It's 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 good to see. Look, these young guys are going to fight it out. Um, most certainly, one or two have a very, very, very good shot to make this roster. So my first question to you is, um, how many rookies do you think will be on the opening night roster this year? Uh, well, if we count uh, Pelche as a rookie... I'll say two. Not counting him, other other than him. Well, he still he still counts as a rookie. He doesn't he? He'll be a Calder Trophy eligible okay. player this year. Um, so if we count him, I'll say two uh, with him and Coronado. Okay. Um, what do, what do you what have you thought of? I know it's early. But what have you thought of Adam Klapka so far? Do you think he can make the NHL squad? Uh, I mean. He's been fun to watch, and he had a great uh, being in Penticton. He was one of the takeaways from the Young Stars Classic for a second straight year. He played well tonight in this game. Um, he uh, he's he's better now than he was a year ago, and I thought he was a standout. All things considered, last year. Um, and and the good thing about Klapka is he's uh, he plays a position that they definitely could use. Uh, if I'm a betting man again. I'm going to say I don't think he'll be on the opening day roster, but if he can, can if he can make an impression like he did last training camp, and like it sure does feel like he is making on uh, early on in this training camp, much like what I just said to Annan about Connor's area, I think that you know he could be a guy in line for a call up as well. Remember, they can only carry 23, and they've got one way contracts they have to keep, you know take into consideration. Um, but knowing that Klapka's a right shot, right winger, um, I think that he, if he continues on like this, and I thought he had a good preseason opener, um, I, I think that he could last long in training camp and put himself in the conversation for a recall when it gets to that time come the regular season. If he can be consistent, Patty, I think this guy's a perfect fourth liner. That size, 
he skates well for that size, and he's. I think, and George, I think you might even be. I think you might even. I'm I'm not trying to um, pick a fight or be critical. I just think that that might not even be giving him enough credit. I mean, I don't know if you uh, you probably did because that's that's who you are. You probably saw at least a a little bit of the young stars. Like the guy has got a significant amount of skill to go along. Like we know the size. There's no doubt about the size, and um, but he moves pretty well, and he uh, has himself a decent amount of skill so maybe capping him at a fourth line is is unfair when putting a ceiling on him you know what i'm saying very true very true you know what either way found money in finding this guy last year as as a free agent signing like found money like you know what i mean you you got this guy for free whoever whoever the scout was that pinned this guy out like good on him i mean great Yeah, i remember when they signed him it was uh it was either before the Dallas or before the Edmonton. I think it was before the Edmonton series uh, when they signed him in the spring of 2022. And I just remember I tweeted it out and hey, they um, they uh, got the they got this player Adam Klepka Klepka from the Czech Republic. He's six foot whatever and however many pounds uh, six eight two something whatever he was at the time and twitter just blew up They're like how big is this guy uh but he has got a he's got a significant amount of uh significant amount of skill and a significant amount of uh speed for the frame that he has he's uh he's a fun player to watch i i definitely think he's one of the more intriguing players or intriguing prospects in the organization george and i do agree with you that he's found money like whether or not he plays a single game in the nhl the fact that they found this guy for free and he's a, a good american league player is is found money and he has been a good american league player and i think you'll have an even better year this year so definitely i think your term is is apt when talking about klapka most definitely my friend hey it was good talking to you i know it's preseason we'll uh I'll, i'm looking forward to our chats again this season my friend i i hope it's a better one than last year for sure and uh i hope you have a good night my man and we'll talk soon okay thank you buddy appreciate it george I don't know who's up next, Azam. Can you just tell me in my ear? I'm having all kinds of internet issues, as I mentioned, so I don't know who's up next. Uh, Ryan is up. Oh, no, it's working. Uh, Ryan, welcome to the Flames Talk postgame. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Pat, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, we had a great win with the Ducks yesterday. We got a Herbert today, and the Flames blow out tonight. Um, I just wanted to point out, and that's what you thought about uh, Adam Regis. Back, you got in. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I, I I didn't mind him at all. I thought he looked quite confident offensively. I, I thought that he made a, a couple of of nice dishes as the night went along. Um, I thought I thought he had himself a pretty solid night playing that left side with Kadri and Dubé. Um, thought he got better as the night went along. So yeah, I thought I thought all things considered, pretty solid preseason opener for him. Tough to tough to be too critical of anybody, and I definitely wouldn't be critical of Rizicka. I thought he played. I thought, he, but to to that point, I thought he played well. Right, cool. I'm good. I figured you were paying closer attention than I was. I just kind of saw the box score, and I always root for him. Um, but I didn't see Noah looking really strong out there, just like towering, gable, skating. I don't know. I, I always get the feeling that it makes perfect sense to me. Also, you did it. You guys did a great job over the summer, like spinning tales, even when you did an episode saying that nothing has happened. So I wanted to get, say good job on that. But like <laughs> Noah, I think the narrative is, uh, yeah, if everything's comfortable, I'll stay. So I think it makes perfect sense to want to see how things go without 
shopping last year was. And if everything's so pathetic, I see a lot of people signing contracts. I hope Noah does as well. Certainly. Yeah, and I mean, it 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 feels like it feels like he's the guy that is most likely not to sign another deal. But even still, he's left the door open publicly, and um, and and it might very well turn into a situation where maybe he does, maybe he does, maybe a, a good start to the season, as you said, is enough to get him to change his mind a little bit and and come back. So you know, I'll say this. For everybody involved, talking about whether it's a trade or the possibility of re-signing a player or whatever the case may be, a good start to the season, a good camp, a good preseason, but most importantly, a good start to the regular season. It just it does everybody good, and it makes everybody happy, and it, it gives you the best opportunity for the right outcome, and that's that's important. Yeah, I definitely can set a positive outlook for the future. I mean, you know, not every not every streak is going to last, but you can get a sense for trends and the way things are going to be going over the next three, four, or five seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping for that. And I also wanted to point out a very vague, non-political way that um, as much as I love to see the door off, and he makes you laugh every time you interview him, he's just a hilarious guy. But I have my own internal conflicts with like having a Russian player and being a you know, every Russian's a bad man, which is BS. But Nikita, what he said and speaking out um, was very bold, and I just loved him all the more for that. So thank you, Nikita. Pretty awesome. uh, pretty ballsy for him to do what he did, hey? Incredibly ballsy, yeah. And he'll be just fine. So his family. I hope so. Uh, I hope there's That's no blowback or anything. Uh, what do you? Well, what does one do in Berlin when when just wandering? What does one do in Berlin? Well, it depends who that one person is. If you're asking what I did in Berlin, uh, Steinberg, my... Steinberg, Steinberg. Uh, what I did in Berlin, I uh, I got to uh, I got to meet up with a uh, huge Flames fan who uh, lives in Berlin, oh. uh, and uh, he rolled. He if you're ever if you're ever going to Berlin, Hotel Michelberger is where you gotta go. Uh, and Hotel Michelberger is a great, great spot. Uh, so he rolled out the red carpet, showed me all around Berlin. I went to some nice. different, uh, different bars, different pubs. Uh, you get to do like the uh, little drink shops they got. You take a beer and you just hang out on a picnic table outside. Uh, walk around, see the history, see all the counterculture, all the um, all the multi like the the Turkish food is unbelievable. Uh, um, the the Vietnamese food is unbelievable. It's such a multicultural spot. Uh, just it's go in. It's it's like Seattle on steroids is the way that I uh, <laughs> that I look at Berlin. It's awesome. It is just the coolest spot. I was still Seattle with like Portland, but with money. But anyhow, yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you now. So if you can carry along, very good start. Uh, hi, George. Hi to everyone else. Uh, Parsons, take care. Good to hear from you, Rye. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, as we continue along in your Flames Talk post-game show, it's Pat Steinberg along with you, working out some kinks on our first game back. Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, we're available on podcasts. Of course, we're live after every game right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, the phone lines are open. If you want to chat, preseason phone lines are open. Obviously not going to be as busy as the regular season, but the preseason phone lines are open. 403-240-4444. Preseason text line is open. 
916-960. Back to that in just a little bit. Uh, we had some technical issues. It's everybody's working out kinks in the first day of the preseason. We all are working out a new broadcast team, working out um, internet from 1993. Uh, here is Ryan Huska, though. Let's hear from the head coach. We've already heard from Kale McLean. He joined us live. We heard from Adam Klapka live. We've already heard from Nazem Kadri as well. But now Ryan Huska, the new head coach of the Calgary Flames postgame following tonight's 10-0 win over the Canucks. How do you evaluate a game like that, Ryan, uh, where there's plenty of positives, but I would imagine as a coach you're kind of looking at the finer details. How do you evaluate it? It's nice to see some guys score some goals. I will say that. Um, and, I, and I think when, when you look at games like that, you're looking for um, guys to, I guess, keep their foot on the pedal but doing it the right way. So you don't, even at this stage of the game, September 24th, doesn't matter if it's September 24th or March 15th. Like You want them to learn how to do it the right way. Second period, I thought we got out work tonight. They were more competitive, and I thought we got better in the third in regards to how we were skating away from pucks. So that's something for us to build on game like that do for Matthew Coronado or at least what do you hope it does just confidence or yeah he should feel good I mean we know he's a shooter and like his third goal in particular that's a goal scorer's goal so uh, I'm happy for him you know I, I think when he went to Penticton he was probably well you could tell by the first game that he played he was trying to do everything all in his first shift um, and sometimes you know when you try to do too much it's it kind of goes the other way um, but tonight it was nice. I thought he, he was one of our more competitive guys for the full 60 minutes. And um, his second goal, quick release, third goal was like right under the bar. So good for him. He should feel good about himself. There's some positives and some obvious, uh, but is there something maybe that you noticed that maybe we wouldn't below the radar things that this person did something that really stood out for Matthew. you? No, just any player in general that caught your attention that was a little under the radar that you saw some really good things from. Austerly was one for me. I thought he was excellent on the back end, and it looked like him and Chris had played together for quite a while. So that was a positive for me. Um, you know, there's it's it's hard in a game like that. It, there, there was some good individuals for sure. There were some guys that you wanted to see a little bit more out of, uh, even on a night like tonight. But they'll get another chance here. We have two games tomorrow, so they'll get another opportunity to go again. I'll obviously see Matthew's shot, and I mean, yeah. it, 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 it's incredible to watch. But I mean, for those of us who might not understand sort of the technical side, I mean, is it the release? Is it the accuracy? Like, what is it that makes it so dangerous? Yeah, I, I, the release is one thing for sure, but the technical side, I don't really know. Some guys can shoot the puck. Like, I remember. Brett Hull, he can hit it from anywhere, in front of him, behind him, anywhere. So some guys have a gift that they just know how to hit a puck, and I think he's one of them. But if you were to look at his second goal today, it just luckily popped to him, but it was on and off of his stick in a hurry. So goaltenders don't get a chance to get set, and when you can shoot it hard like he can, um, that makes a, a goal score for sure. The things that you guys have started to implement in the first couple of days of training camp, did you start to see some of that on the ice in the competitive form that you were happy with? Yeah, a, a few times, and then a few times there's most definitely some things that we need to work on, absolutely. Um, you know, we spent a little bit too much time in our own zone. Guys are trying to sort things out a little bit, and I think we can play a faster team game than what we played. So those are all things where you have to work together a little bit longer before you can really connect all the pieces. And Mark seems like he's a pretty vocal guy on the bench when he's talking through guys on the power play. Is that something that you, you like to see as a head coach, that communication between player and coach as the game's going on? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he had, um, you know, in games like this, 
there's always a third unit. So he's, he was ready for it, which was nice. But I, I kind of would compare him to a little bit like Jacob Pelche. He's always, he's always talking, so he's got a good energy to him. Um, and, I, and I think it was nice to see our power play move the puck around like it did tonight, both units. And I know the, the main big unit wasn't out there all that much. Um, but if you want to call it the second unit, they moved it around really well, and that's nice to see. How does the quality of competition tonight affect some of the things you're able to take away from a game like tonight? It's hard because, uh, you know, you get up a few goals, the other team changes a little bit, and most definitely what you want to guard against is your team changing, but it happens. It's I think it's human nature at times, but, uh, you know, it, as I said, finding a way to get some guys to feel good about themselves early on is a good thing, um, but... Um, you know, it's the way exhibition is. We'll go to Seattle with a different lineup than what we'll have at home. So it, it's it's just kind of the way it works right now when you play so many games in a short period of time. Did you, did you notice Ryan sort of a different energy level early on in the game on the bench, or players talking amongst themselves maybe compared to what you've seen here previously? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't even know how to answer that one really. To be honest with you, there's they were excited to play tonight, but I think a lot of that has to do with guys that haven't played for a long period of time. Um, and wanting to get off to a good start. So the guys were ready to play tonight, which was something that we're going to need to do. We talk a, um, a lot about trying to be a, a first period team where this is a difficult place to play in here. So we want to make sure when teams come in, um, they know the way we're going to play and they have to make sure they're ready for that. Any update on Dennis Gilbert after leaving the game? Um, he's okay. I mean, that's the, the good thing. We won't see him in a game tomorrow or the next day, but he's okay. Of the crowd reaction to a Coronado's hat trick? Uh, it's funny. You have uh, there's always people that the crowd pulls for, and there's Matthew's most definitely one of them. Um, so as I said before, it's nice to see him have that night. But the real challenge now is the consistency. So he's gonna. I'm not saying he's gonna get a hat trick every night, but he wants to have impact like that. And a lot of it has to do with him moving his feet to get in spots where he can shoot the puck. You're okay with the fact there was only like under ten hats thrown on the ice. Uh, it's. I'm sure if you were to do that way towards the end of the year, there would be a lot more than 10 hats. One question for me, Ryan. That, that skill set that Coronado brings, is that something that this team really lacked last year and, and could really use that, that kind of game-breaker guy that gets four when you need yeah, I, I don't know if we lacked it last year. Like you look at Jonathan's two goals today; those were goal scorer goals as well. They were right under the bar. So I, I don't know if we lacked it. I think just having a push from some others than the guys that you always expect to score goals or to be involved in the offense is a really good thing for our team. Is there anything to a guy like say Huberto comes into the season, wants to be in a positive frame of mind, happy, enjoying being here? Yes, it's a preseason game against the Abbotsford Canucks, but to get that kind of a start, is that a springboard that you really wanted to have? You, I've, you want to feel good when you leave the rink about your effort, no matter what time of year it is, whether, as I said, September 24th or it's the Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. If you can walk out of the rink knowing that your effort was where it should be, um, then you're going to be in good shape. So that's the biggest thing. Whether you score or don't score, if the effort is there, the compete is there, um, and the pace that we're trying to play at is there, you can leave the rink win or lose feeling good about yourself and know that, hey, didn't work for me today, but the next day it probably is if I do the same thing. So he, he falls in that category.
That is Ryan Huska, postgame head coach of the Calgary Flames, following tonight's 10-0 win over the Vancouver Canucks here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. The preseason is officially underway. It's Steinberg along with you as we select tonight's player with heart, brought to you by HeartFit Clinic. Who a lot of different ways you can go. I mean, these ones are tough. Megan has already uh, selected. Uh, Matt Coronado is the hardest-working flame. Uh, I, I, I was thinking a couple of different ways for the player with heart tonight, uh, and I'm going to go with Jonathan Huberdeau because I, I liked a lot of what I saw from Huberdeau, not just because he scored the two goals, but he had the four-shot attempts. Uh, he was around it. He was dangerous. He looked energized. He looked uh, like his tempo and pace was high. I just thought it was a really solid night for Jonathan Huberdeau, and when you have the four-shot attempts and you score the two goals, only two of the shots went on net. They both went in, but just overall for him to take four attempts and the other two attempts came in good shooting areas didn't pass off didn't defer like to me that's a positive because that was one of the real drawbacks of his season last year was his propensity to defer to the pass before shooting it and we like he will always be pass first he is a elite top end like top one percent NHL puck distributor so he's always going to pass the puck more than he shoots it but to the extent that he did last year I think that he can balance it a little bit better uh, we have seen him balance it a little bit better at different times in his NHL career uh, when he's had really good seasons so I think that seeing him with a little bit more of a shooting mentality tonight was a positive. So I'll go with Jonathan Huberdeau. He is tonight's player with heart, brought to you by HeartFit Clinic. For HeartFit assessments and proven treatments not available at your doctor's office, visit heartfit.ca. Okay, it's Steinberg along with you as we continue along on your Flames Talk postgame show on this Sunday night. 10 nothing. Flames beat the Vancouver Canucks. I have never done a 10 nothing game before on either side. I've, I've done a 9 nothing, I believe. I don't think I've ever done a 10 rep uh, on either side, losing or winning. Uh, so that's why it sounds so foreign and strange coming out of my mouth. But yes, 10 rep. Flames beat the Vancouver Canucks to open up the preseason. Uh, we're coming at you from our Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. They're your local experts for basement waterproofing, sump pumps, crawl spaces, foundation repair, and radon mitigation. For all things basement visit dlbasementsystems.com. Let's get back inside the Flames locker room. Uh, so, geez, we had all kinds of players with multiple points. Who had multiple points tonight? Uh, Jonathan Huberdo did, Dylan Dubé, Matt Coronado, Noah Hannafin, Adam Ruzicka, Jordan Osterley, and Nazem Kadri all had multiple point nights tonight, led by the hat-trick and four points of Matt Coronado. Three goals and an assist for the rookie trying to earn an NHL spot, earn his uh, first-ever NHL spot in his first First ever NHL training camp. Let's hear from Matt Coronado post game after his three goal, four point performance tonight. How that one feel? <laughs> it feels good. Um, obviously, the, the team played well. I thought we came out hard, um, played the right way. I think for the majority of the game, so it's good. You surprised that you, how few hats came out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
If you're doing the regular season, it'll be a whole lot more hats, I promise you. All right. <laughs> 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 a few shots, man. I mean, it's probably something that, uh, you know, is a part of your game. Just the idea, though, of, you know, at this level, looking for and, and utilizing. Yeah, I think just trying to find an open space when I don't have a puck, always moving without it. Um, I think there were a, a bunch of great plays by by other guys that set up a bunch tonight. Um, so it's just always for me. I'm always trying to move and, and get open in, in spots where I can shoot. Is it a conscious decision to make sure that you know, I have a shot? I've got to use it instead of deferring to others. I think you shoot when it's the right time to shoot. Um, like I definitely love to make plays, um, but today just. Couple, couple good opportunities. Is it a confidence issue? Like, does a game like that make you feel like, okay, yeah, uh, I can do this a little bit? Um, yeah, like it, it feels good. But obviously, the, the team played great. Um, we thought like our, our line had some success with with winning battles and getting on the forecheck. But I think just that the game was we played a good good game as a team overall. Uh, you, earlier today, you had mentioned some of the power play concepts were actually pretty easy for you to understand, even though it is just day one with it. I just want to know if you could describe your comfort level after getting a game in with these concepts on the power play. Yeah, well, I think when, when you play with good players, it's always easier. And like Ro Rosie made a, a couple great plays, Hanny made a couple great plays, Dube, Zary, Zary scored. So, like, everyone, like, you play with good players, it, it makes the game easier. Matt Coronado, three goals and four points in this 10-0 win over Vancouver. And I thought Jonathan Huberto had a really impressive and uh, noticeable night as well. Last look inside the Flames locker room. Also, last call for phone calls if you want to chat, 403-240-4444. Still got a bunch of texts to get to. But let's hear from Jonathan Huberto postgame following Calgary's big-time win. So is it safe to say the, the confidence is back after a night like that for you? Yeah, it was uh, obviously a good start, um, first game. And it was just, you know, it was nice to just have fun out there and see the result was it was great for us. I guess for you, that first goal, too, that's got to feel extra good. That's the kind of stuff you're used to doing back in Florida. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I'm a shooter now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it a lot last year from the stand, so I got to shoot. But no, I think it was, yeah, obviously it felt, felt great. I mean, it's, it's one game preseason, but it, it's good. I mean, good for the confidence, so get out there. I, I, I knew I felt good, you know, before the game and coming to training camp, so just got to keep going, keep working, and get better every day. Can you how you leave for a brief stretch there in the second? Everything good? Yeah, everything's good. Just a little bruise. Uh, I'll be fine now. Do you, do you want to shoot more? I mean, Nas kind of said that teammates so you've got a really good shot. Have they been telling you to shoot it more, and is that something you actively are trying to do more? Uh, I mean, all my life they <laughs> told me to shoot, but <laughs> it's always like I'm a pass first guy. So, But, yeah, the, the past few years I've been shooting more, and they've been rewarding me. So I think just got to, you know, and, and when you start shooting, you get, you know, more respect from the defenseman, and then it's going to create, you know, more passing lanes. So, just got to do that, come back to, to myself and, and shoot a little bit more. Jonathan, your first chance to play with Lindholm and Sharon Govich in a game situation. How did that feel for you? It was good. I mean, uh, you know, we got things to, to work on, but, you know, for our first game, I thought, you know, we had some chances. And, uh, it's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun playing with them. Obviously, you got some power play goals tonight. I was just curious from your standpoint, schematically, what's the biggest difference from this power play right now compared to what it was like in it last season? I mean, it's, it's only one game, but... You know, I, I thought we were moving it well, and 
you know, we obviously we got the lead, so we couldn't go at the end. But uh, you know, every unit I think was playing really well. So I think it's just like it's, it's all confidence. All the all you move the puck, and I think if we we know where the guys are, it's going to be way easier, and we're going to be able to to make some quick pass and create more chances. So much talk was about having fun after last season. It is a preseason game with a team that has very few veterans, but is this sort of the way you really need to dress up and start this season? Yeah, that's, you know, we need, need some smile on the bench, and, you know, we, we got to work out first, but at the end of the day, you just have fun. And I think, you know, tonight, it's not easy when you're up like 6 7 nothing. You know, you gotta, sometimes you get out of, of your structure, but I thought I was happy with the guys. You know, we stuck with it, we st- keep staying in our structure. And you know we had the, we're doing it while having fun. From way up in the press box, it sure looks like the puck comes off Matthew Coronado's stick. <laughs> just uh, what what did he see from the man? Because it, it looked amazing. He's, he's a great player, man. I knew it from from last year. Had a great summer, and um, you know rewarded with with a Hattie tonight. So it's uh, good for him. I mean, it's he's a great kid, and he works hard. And you know tonight, like you said, his shot is is one of the best shots you know, I've seen. So. There you go. Uh, Jonathan Huberto, nice uh, nice thoughts about Matt Coronado right at the end there. Jonathan Huberto, two goals in this 10-0 Flames win over Vancouver to kick off the preseason schedule. Uh, Steinberg along with you as we continue along on your Flames Talk postgame show. Let's get back to the text line at 960-960. I think we're uh, probably done on the phone lines on this Sunday night. It's a preseason game. It's a Sunday evening. It's kind of to be expected. Uh, but lots of text to get to still. This says, uh, Pat, what do you think of Sharon Govich's play tonight? I didn't see much to impress me one way or the other. Mind you, neither did Lindholm. What did you notice? I didn't mind Sharon Govich at all. I thought he was just fine. Um, I, I thought that he showed he's got a decent speed, so he skates well. thought he played well on the penalty kill. At a couple of times when I thought he was in good position. And one thing I was really wondering about was how he was going to handle some of the passes from Jonathan Huberdo. And Huberdo put two on his stick that were in a perfect spot. And he just, he uh, he wasn't quite ready for it. And and he healed both of them. And, and I, I, I bring those up not to be critical, but more to say, Okay, I'm just curious as to where that goes because had he got those shots away, they would have been from dangerous areas. And if he can adjust pretty quickly to how well Huberto put stuff on guys' sticks, I think he can be a pretty dangerous player. So I didn't think he was. Um, I didn't think he was incredible, but I thought he was just fine. Uh, and and I quite uh, I quite liked some of what I saw from him. And I liked the fact that he was first over the boards on the penalty kill. Now no Backlund in this game, so. I, I still think Lindholm Backlund's going to be your first over the boards on the penalty kill, but another guy, and, and Toffoli was a big penalty killer last year, so Sharon Govich kind of replaces that too, but I liked him on the PK, adds some speed, and he does have a shot, and I'm just curious to see how that shot manifests itself as he gets more and more used to maybe Huberto putting pucks on his stick. This from Mike in Regina. Uh, who do you think will replace Shillington if he can't go? Osterley, Gilbert, uh, what's one move you would do to put the Flames over the top if you could add one more forward? Um, on the Shillington front, first of all, I, I really hope that uh, we're talking about him being able to rejoin the group at some point in training camp. We'll see. Um, but he has uh, not been on the ice for the first four days anyway. Um as for who would replace him, I think 
I think I would point to Osterley as the guy that would be most likely to jump in and, and be the number six if Shillington can't start the season. Uh, Osterley played most of the night with Tanev and has played all through training camp so far on Tanev's left side. So Osterley would be the guy for me. It's hard to answer the one about a forward to put the Flames over the top, Mike, only because I still need to figure out or we still need to figure out or determine what the Flames are going to do with Lindholm, what the Flames are going to do with Backlund. Although I I think Backlund, it it feels pretty optimistic that Backlund's going to sign. I just don't know when uh, and what that deal looks like, but it it sure does feel like the uh, narrative is moving towards, and we've been talking about it on Flames Talk for a while now, the narrative's moving towards, uh, I think Backlund um, was really, really touched by what happened in Nashville when he won the King Clancy. I think he softened significantly on his stance at the end of last season. Daryl Sutter leaving was a big part of that. Uh, so I, I just think that uh, Michael Backlund being the captain and re-signing here is is something that's a pretty decent chance of happening. It's by no means a guarantee, but I think it's moving in that direction and moving in a positive direction. But with Lindholm and Hannafin, you still need to figure out what's going to happen there. And until we figure out what's going to happen with Lindholm and Hannafin, it's tough to be talking too much about adding because the futures of those two dictate a lot of how the Flames are going to go about their business going forward. This from Rory in Lacombe. Good to be listening again. Great to see smiles on the ice, even though it wasn't NHL competition. Looking forward to the season. And I do think positivity is important. Like, yes, beating this Vancouver squad is not the world's greatest accomplishment, whether you beat them by 10 or not. But the fact of the matter is positivity, good vibes, smiles, happiness. These are things that were not in a great quantity last year. If they can be in a higher quantity this year, that's a that's a step forward right from the get-go with virtually the same group. Uh, this says, would Walker Dewar be considered a rookie, and is he on the opening night roster, in your opinion? Uh, he would not be considered a rookie. He uh, hit more than 25 this uh, last year. He played 27 NHL games last year, so he is not considered a rookie. Do I think he's on the opening day roster? Yeah, I think he's got a very good chance. I'd be surprised if he's not on the opening day roster. Um this says, uh, amazing win for the boys. Go Flames, go. That comes from Cody. Uh, this says, Hannafin looked great on the power play. He's done everything asked of him with the Flames. Maybe the desire to move on is based on opportunity. Smart move by Ryan to show Noah he's valued. Uh, and we'll see what happens on the Hannafin front. Um, and if he were to have a change of heart or if he were to decide that he would want to stay, that's good news for the Flames because that's a 26-year-old blue liner that can play 23, 24 minutes a night on either of your top two pairings. I mean, signing Hannafin is a no-brainer if he wants to stay. If Hannafin wants to return to Calgary, signing him to a long-term extension is a check mark across the board. It's all about whether or not he wants to stay. That's the real question when it's all said and done. Matt says, start planning the parade. Uh, No, it's a preseason game. I don't think anybody's suggesting that. In fact, I think that we've talked enough about grains of salt and how much you should take tonight's win with a grain of salt. Still good to see them 
positive. Still good to see some things to smile about if you're a Flames fan, especially the way last season went. Great stuff on the text line at 960-960. Great stuff on the phone lines at 403-240-4444. As we start to wrap things up on your Flames Talk postgame show this evening, it is time for your final summary Buckle up, there's a lot. Ten goals from one team. Uh, Jordan Osterley opened the scoring for the Flames at 225 of the first period. An unassisted marker would end up being the game winner in a 10-0 win. Osterley's first of the preseason to make it 1-0. Then three minutes later, Matt Coronado started a banner night for himself with his first of the preseason. Coronado from Noah Hannafin and Dylan Dubé at 525. Then a Huberdeau power play goal at 842 made it 3-0. Kadri and Sharon Govich, the assists. And one more before the end of the first. Kadri scores to make it 4-0. His first of the preseason from Adam Rizicka and Dubé at 1347. Second period. Jonathan Huberdeau makes it 5 nothing with his second of the night from Kadri and Osterley at 9.39. 51 seconds later, Coronado's second of the night, unassisted, makes it 5 nothing at 10.30. And then a buck 42 after that, Noah Hannafin scores to make it 6 nothing. His first of the preseason from Rasmus Anderson and Adam Klapka. It was 7 nothing Flames after 40. And then the race for 10 starts at a buck 25 of the third period. A power play goal from Connor Zeri makes it 8 nothing. His first from Ruzicka and Hannafin, then less than three minutes later, 9-0 on a Ben Jones goal, his first of the preseason from Coronado at 422. And as the We Want 10 chants were echoing around the Scotiabank Saddledome, Matt Coronado uh, made everybody happy. Not only did he complete the preseason hat-trick, he also got the Flames into double digits to make 10-0. Coronado's third of the night from Dubé and Rizicka at 12:23 got us to our 10-0 final score. Final shots were even at 26 apiece. Flames finished 2 for 5, 2 for 6 rather on the power play. Vancouver 0 for 5 with the man advantage. Your three stars tonight Number three, Nazem Kadri. Number two, Jonathan Huberdeau. And with three goals and an assist, Matt Coronado, your number one star this evening. With the preseason win, Calgary's exhibition record moves to 1-0. They're back in action for a pair of games. Split squad against Seattle on Monday. Vancouver falls to 0-1. And their preseason schedule continues Wednesday on the road in Edmonton. That is your final summary. And now for everyone involved in Flames Hockey tonight, for our broadcast crew of Derek Wills and the debuting Megan Mickelson, 10 out of 10. Round of applause. Great stuff from uh, Mick to kick things off on uh, the broadcast. She's our color voice of the Flames for the coming year. So for Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson, our broadcast crew, for our engineers, Tim Khalil and Randy Opperman, for our reporter, Logan Gordon, and for our outstanding producer, Azam Nanji. My name is Pat Steinberg. That'll wrap us up on your Flames Talk postgame show available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts, and that'll wrap us up from our Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. They're your local experts for basement waterproofing, sump pumps, crawl spaces, foundation repair, and radon mitigation. For all things basement visit dlbasementsystems.com. Next up for the Flames Monday night. It's a game against the Seattle Kraken. They've got two, but we'll be focused on the game played here at the Dome. It goes at 7 o'clock, which means our Flames warm-up pregame show gets going at 6 p.m. on Monday night. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your Sunday and a wonderful rest of your weekend. The final score from here at the Scotiabank saddled them. The Flames ring up 10 on the Vancouver Canucks to open up the preseason. Your final score, Flames 10, Canucks nothing. This has been your Flames Talk postgame show available wherever you get your podcasts. And this has been Calgary Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.
This is CFAC 960 AM, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. A Rogers Sports and Media Radio Station. Flames Radio is only on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Thanks for listening. Sportsnet.ca slash 960 has games and times for the next Flames Radio broadcast. This is a copyright broadcast. No retransmission, streaming, recording, or copying of the broadcast in any way is allowed without the permission of the Calgary Flames Hockey Club and Sportsnet. 960. Calgary's home for the Flames and the National Hockey League is Sportsnet 960 The Fan.